just want to just want to open us in a time of prayer and we'll get into it. Okay. Father, thank you that we can come together tonight. Lord, I thank you that we um, just have the privilege of knowing you. And Lord, I believe that you have put us in Linko for a reason. Lord, I believe you want more people. Lord, you want more to know you. And so I pray that, Lord, that you would help us tonight to be the church that you want us to be. And so, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, so tonight just, um, I understand as we're getting into spiritual gifts, we're talking about something that can be quite sensitive for a lot of different people. Uh, and I also understand that I have 45 minutes with translation to try and talk to you about spiritual gifts tonight. And so, and so you guys, yeah, we are going to, we're going to, it's just going to obviously be very big picture tonight. Uh, but really the heart behind what we're sharing, it just comes from this scripture, 1 Corinthians 14.1. Because we are convinced as a church, you guys, that exercising spiritual gifts, walking in spiritual gifts is biblical. First Corinthians 14.1 says that we are supposed to pursue love, which no one would have a problem with, but then it also says we're supposed to earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And that word earnestly there, I mean, it's, it's a little bit translated better in the Chinese. I mean, it means to be hot for, like to be zealous for. We're supposed to be zealous for spiritual gifts. And so that's that's sort of my prayer, that's my hope for us tonight, you guys, is that when we leave here, we will be a church that pursues love and earnestly desires spiritual gifts. And the reason for that, you guys, why, why does God give gifts? And we could list a whole lot more, but I just listed a few up here, right? I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to share gifts with us so that we can glorify Christ. The Holy Spirit delights in lifting up Christ. And so our, our gifts, as we exercise gifts, it lifts, it lifts up Christ, it glorifies Him. How many people like Christmas? How many people like getting gifts? I think we all like gifts, right? God wants to bless His people. He, he blesses His people with gifts. We all like to get gifts. And God loves giving gifts. I believe that we're going to see here tonight that you know that gifts are supposed to strengthen the church. And very importantly, guys, I believe that we also the Holy Spirit gives gifts so that we can complete the Great Commission. 
That he wants to give us gifts because he loves us, but he wants to give us gifts because he loves the lost as well. If you have ever tried to share the gospel with lost people, you've probably run up against the wall at some point when you're doing that. And I've realized if I share God, I don't want to just show people that I have a better philosophy. I want to show them that I serve a living God. And so I, I, I believe that God gives us gifts so that we can complete the mission that He's given Now, I also understand, you guys, for some of us, when we talk about gifts, We've come from lots of different backgrounds. And when we start talking about gifts, we start talking about things that become um, less predictable. It's, it's less predictable. We like things to kind of we like to kind of know this is what's gonna happen, right? When we start talking about the Holy Spirit giving us gifts, we are moving into an area where we're not gonna be able to always be able to predict maybe exactly what's gonna happen. And I know that some of us really like that. I'm not saying you're a control freak, but I just, you know, some of us, we really like that, right? But more than anything, guys, I believe, I hope we can agree that what this world needs is we need to see and know that there is a living God who wants to make himself known to people. All right, so tonight, you guys, this is going to be just sort of our outline. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about sort of what a, a proper view, a right view of spiritual gifts. We're gonna talk about what is the goal of spiritual gifts. Then I'm gonna go into a brief description of some of the gifts. I'll explain that in just a little bit. So we're not gonna look at all of them. We're gonna look at some of the gifts tonight. And then finally, we're gonna have a, just a little encouragement. And then we're going to actually gonna break up in groups again. At the end of our time, we're going to go back to the same groups. If you were here last week, we're going to go back into the same groups we were in last week. So teachers will be in one group, and evangelists will be in another group. Okay? I'll be with the teacher group. You can critique all the things I said wrong tonight. All right, so let's start you guys with the right view of spiritual gifts. As we think about this, the first scripture that we want to sort of want to Look at is 1 Corinthians 12 7. When we think about spiritual gifts, the first thing we need to think about, okay, is it says that in 1 Corinthians 12 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. 
所以当我们想到属灵恩赐，我们就要想圣灵显现在个人的身上，为了要使人得着益处。So what gifts are? Gifts are a manifestation. They're an appearance. They're they're the Spirit making Himself known to us. 就是圣灵，它是一种展现。这些恩赐是一种圣灵的展现，让我们可以看见圣灵的同在。It is the Spirit. So when we think about gifts, I mean, sometimes we think about just you know, when we think about tongues, or we think about prophets, we even think about first about the Spirit making. Himself manifest to us. So, we, when we think about gifts, we think about speaking or speaking tongues. But we think about this is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised. He said, "You know, when he when he was leaving, he said, 'I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you.'" So, at that time, when Jesus was leaving, he said, 我不要使你们成为孤儿，但是我要留下我的圣灵跟你们在一起。So I want you to think about if 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 I were able to tell you right now, or if we knew somehow that the Father, like Tian Fu, right, the Father was outside that door right now. 那我现在如果告诉你说，在我们的天父在这个门的后面。And he wanted to come in. 然后他想要进来。How many of us would be excited about that? 那我们有多少人会觉得很兴奋的 ？Yes. Okay, some of you, I'm not sure what's going on, but okay, I think we would all be pretty excited about that. Right? Okay, if I were to say that Jesus was outside that door and he wanted to come in and appear to us, how many of us would be excited about that? That if I were to say Jesus was outside that door and he wanted to come in and appear to us, how many of us would be excited about that? That if I were to say Jesus was outside that door and he wanted to come in and appear to us, how many of us would be excited about that? So when we think about gifts, we're thinking about the Spirit manifesting, appearing, making Himself known to people. So, 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 But just quickly, I wanted to sort of talk about Romans chapter twelve. This is another place that talks about gifts. 那罗马十二章呢，也是另外一个地方会谈论到恩赐的部分。And again, we don't have as as much time as you know as we could use. But as you look at the list of gifts in Romans twelve, 但我们看就是在罗马书第十二章的这些关于恩赐的列项。Some of these, when we think about gifts, some gifts. They sound very miraculous. 就是有些就是呃有些恩赐听起来非常的神奇。And some gifts sound like maybe not as miraculous. 那有些是是恩赐听起来就好像很平凡。So when you like, for example, when you look at Romans 12, it talks about service. It talks about exhortation. 然后就讲到就是那些劝化或者是服侍执事。And and there are you know in some lists of the gifts it will talk about administration. It'll talk about showing mercy. And sometimes when we start talking about the the, the miraculous gifts, which we're going to do tonight. So when we talk about those miraculous gifts, sometimes in the church to kind of get this view of like there's the really spiritual gifts, and then there's showing mercy or being generous. 就是我们感觉好像会把恩赐分类说有一些就是比较。
高级的属灵恩赐，或是有些就是譬如说像是你要去接待人、怜悯人这种好像比较普通的恩赐。And, and all I want to say at the beginning, you guys, is that all of the gifts are manifestations. They're they're God appearing. They're God showing Himself to His people. 所以所有的恩赐都是圣灵用这样的方式在展现他自己。And so just because something is And a ability, like an ability that is spirit empowered, does not make it any less important than any other gift. So, uh, in these gifts, there's no difference between the abilities and the feelings. Which one is better? Which one is lower? Both are the same. So, so we're not tonight. We're not going to talk about administration. We're not going to talk about mercy. We're not going to talk about some of these gifts. That, 当然，我们今天晚上呢，可能不会讲这些治理的恩赐啊，或者是劝化的恩赐这些。And we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about what we would kind of consider maybe sometimes the more miraculous gifts. Okay. 或者是我们今天晚上会讲比较多大家会去看到这些比较容易去。But there's two reasons that we're doing that tonight, okay? The first reason is some of you in this room, you have the gift of administration. We've already taken our spiritual test, so some of you are admin people, some of you are mercy people, teachers. 做了属灵恩赐的测验，也许有些人你在当中你是有治理或是行政的恩赐，或者是那种怜悯人的恩赐。What we don't want to do though is sort of what we call pigeonhole ourselves in English. That means kind of put ourselves in this corner like I'm an admin person. I got nothing to do with those other gifts. That I don't want to, is you, like, you put yourself in a corner and say, I have this gift of administration, so the other gifts I don't have, I don't have. If someone is sick and they need someone to pray for them, if someone is sick and they need someone to pray for them, we don't want to be standing going, you know, I'm a mercy guy, I don't have the gift of healing. So we, we see that someone needs to pray for healing, so we don't stand there and say, hey, I don't have the gift of healing, I only have the gift of administration, so this is not my job. Because guess what? If you're not the person that's sick, you're not the person that needs the gift. I'm sorry. It, yeah, because they're the person that needs the gift, not you, right? So. All right. So we don't want to just sort of, kind of, sort of get ourselves in a corner and go, well, I just, I'm not, I have this gift, I don't have those gifts, right? Because we're going to look at a scripture later in 1 Corinthians 14. So we're going to look at a scripture later in 1 Corinthians 14. So we're going to look at a scripture later in 1 Corinthians 14. And so we want to be. We want to be always saying, "Okay, Lord, what do you want to be doing right now?" And just be open to whatever He wants to give. So we, okay, so another thought and a right view of spiritual gifts. That 还有另外一个属灵是正确的看法 Is that we have to keep two things in balance. 我们要在两件事情上取得平衡 Okay, I think all of us would agree that unity is good and essential, right? 就是呃合合一是好的，而且是必须的。Everyone believes that you know to be to for us to be unified is a good thing. 就是我们大家都会同意说我们要合一这件事。But one of the things that the scripture tells us is that actually diversity is also good and essential. 那我们要记得经文也告诉我们这些多元化的也是。Did, did people bring Bibles? If you brought a Bible, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 12. And, and just for time's sake, we're not going to read the scripture together, okay? But 
If you look in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14 to 20. So if you look at this, it's like this picture of Mr. Potato Head. Okay? And the idea that Paul is going to first, he's going to talk about, he's going to say that actually we need many different gifts. And if you look at verse 17, especially verse 17 of chapter 12, he says, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? You guys, if I were to take about three or four noses and stick them on Mr. Potato Head, we would say he looks like a freak. Did he grew up next to a nuclear power plant or something like that, right? Like he was just, that doesn't look healthy. Okay, we, we know that we need different diversity actually is good and essential. And so what Paul's saying is in the church, we don't want everyone just to be exercising the gift of teacher or everyone just to be exercising this gift or that. We need different gifts. That is a healthy church, right? And then the second thing, which I get to think is, is probably more easy for us to understand now, is that unity is a good thing. That we don't want to be kind of saying, well, because I have this gift, I'm better than that person, or this gift is better. We, we need to be all together in this, right? Alright, so a right view of spiritual gifts. The first thing, you guys, is that they are the Holy Spirit manifesting Himself to us. It's an appearance of the Holy Spirit. That, again, when we think about the Father, we think about the Son, we think about the Holy Spirit, this is a good thing for Him to be manifesting in our midst. But I think especially important for us tonight is to understand that just so we know, like we know unity is important, we need to start remembering that diversity is also important. We need all of the gifts, you guys. Look at the person next to you. Smile at them. Tell them we need all the gifts, you guys. We need diversity. Diversity is a good thing. All right, real quickly, you guys, just before we start getting into describing the gifts, okay? This is, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is very simple. But the right goal, if we kind of think about sort of what is the filter of all spiritual gifts. Obviously, the goal, you guys, of us practicing spiritual gifts is not to go, hey, look at me. I can't do you fill in the blank. Okay, it, the first thing is, is 
doesn't glorify Christ. That's what I mean. All spiritual gifts are going to lift up Christ. A healing, if God lets, gives me the gift of healing for somebody, that's not so that I get to go, wow, look at me, I can heal. I can't. Look what God has done. If God gives me a prophecy, it's not so I can go, wow, look at me, I'm a prophet. It's because someone needs to hear that word from a living God. It's to glorify the Christ that there is a living God in our midst. And again, kind of with that, and I have scriptures later, but we won't do that. Just, I mean, it's pretty obvious, you guys. All, if it's the Holy Spirit, it's going to be channeled through loving God and loving neighbor. That's the greatest commandment. If you don't know that that's the greatest commandment, you're in good luck because I'm going to be preaching on that on Sunday. So we'll be talking about that more on Sunday. Alright, so we want to now turn into First uh, Corinthians 12 and we're going to be looking at specifically tonight verses 8 through 10. And what I'm going to try to do tonight is I'm only going to focus on what some people would consider a little bit more of the, some people would call the controversial gifts, or the gifts that are a little bit kind of like, ooh, wait a minute, I don't know about that. And again, not saying that these gifts are more important than any other gifts. As I was reading and studying, guys, some people list out 22 different gifts. Some people think that all the things that are mentioned, that's all there are. Other people think that these are just lists. There's lots of different opinions out there. But I want to talk about some gifts tonight that I that I think again are these are considered a little bit more of what we would call the miraculous gifts. Uh, they're also ones that maybe sometimes can be a little bit more controversial. I just want to talk about that briefly as a church tonight. Alright, so let me just read first uh, Corinthians twelve verses seven through ten, okay? Alright, so to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the, by the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Okay, verse 11, all of these, verses 8 through 10, all of those gifts are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as He wills. So, 
All right, so as we think about these gifts, these are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives as he wills. Just he, he's the one that decides where he's going to be giving them, to whom he's going to be giving them. All right, so the first thing that Paul mentions here is he talks about the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. It says in ESV, it says the utterance of wisdom. It's basically the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Alright, there are different kind of thoughts. Of, I'm going to be saying that over and over again, so I'll just stop saying that. There's, there's going to be different thoughts on all of these. But there are really kind of two main thoughts about what this word of wisdom, word of knowledge means. Okay, one is that some people would say that the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, is a special revelation from God that would otherwise be unknown to the speaker. That basically God would He drops a, a word or a picture or a thought or something in your mind about something that you would you would not know that by yourself. Okay, there was one uh, pastor, I was reading one of his stories. And this guy said that he was sitting on an airplane. And as he was sitting on the airplane, he looked across at the aisle at the guy sitting next to him. And he saw the word adultery written across the guy's forehead. And so he kind of goes, you know, and sort of closes his eyes, right? Looks and he sees this just very clear, the word adultery written over his head. And so he prays and he says, okay, you know, Lord, what's, what's going on here? And he gets a name, he gets the name of a woman. And so he, he quietly leans over to this guy and he says, Excuse me, sir, does this name mean anything to you? And the guy, they, they, they were already flying this point. The guy says, Here, get up with me. So they go back to the back of the airplane. The guy says, How, Who told you about that? And basically, you know, he, he tells him what he's praying, da da da. Long story short, the guy ends up repenting, giving his life to Christ, getting saved right there on the airplane. So, now some people, that's what they would say that the word of wisdom, word of knowledge is something that you couldn't know that God just kind of gives you. Other people would say that, well, no, actually that's prophecy, or other people would say that that's a miracle. And again, so we can't be too dogmatic about this, right? I mean, there's just, there's lots of different discussion out there. It's very likely that what it also just might mean is basically it's just wisdom that God gives, knowledge that we get, that God that just as we share that wisdom in the right moment at the right time, the Spirit empowers it for that moment. But basically the idea here is that sometimes, yeah, that God, that his, one of his gifts, the Holy Spirit, will give us things that we can, we can know things that we would not normally know. 
Al and I one time were having we had just had this uh, couple that had like mentored us. They were we had had them pray for us. And and Anna and I, we, we literally we had this couple pray for us. There was no one else around. We were at a, at a retreat. We said, Hey, would you pray for us? And we and we asked, we said, we would really like you guys to pray that your anointing, we would like your anointing to be on us. Well, about, I don't know, two weeks later, something like that. And was it two or three weeks later? We are we are in a whole different country. And we are with this other couple and we're having a time of prayer and praying together. And the guy as he's praying, all of a sudden he says, you know what? I feel like that that the Lord is saying that you know what that someone recently has prayed for you. I think it's this couple, he names this couple, and he says, and you were praying for that anointing to be on you, and it's not only a double anointing, it's triple anointing. And like he just gives us that word. That was incredibly encouraging for me and Anne, right? That was the Spirit just appearing and manifesting to us and just giving us that encouragement of, yeah, that thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, that really was for real. Alright, so the next thing he says is sometimes he says just another is given faith by the same spirit. Verse 9, to another faith by the same spirit. And one guy said this, the gift of faith is that mysterious surge of confidence. Like, again, we all have faith. So what does it mean to talk about the gift of faith? He said, one guy said this, he said, it's a gift of, is that mysterious surge of confidence that rises within a person in a particular situation. Another guy said this, he said, it enables the believer to trust God about certain things which he or she cannot claim some divine, I can't go, well, this verse says this, but there's just a faith that God gives that he's going to do something. And again, you guys, I, I would have, has anyone in this room ever experienced this, this particular gift? Has anyone ever sort of felt like you've had that? Okay. Yeah. If we had time, I would love to just not have me share these stories, but actually be able to hear from you guys, because I would love to hear what, what, what we've experienced in this room. But there are there are those times, and you know, in my life, there's been a couple of times where God has just sort of given me this faith that I knew this was not my normal. There was something He was, and it was for something specific. One, I, I won't go into all the details. One time in, in one of our YWAM uh, schools. We uh we needed to buy airplane tickets for our students. And we took up an offering. And we were about thirty thousand NT short. So this is on Monday. We have to buy the tickets on Friday, right? And a girl came up at, at, at the end of the offering. She said, okay, don't worry about it. My pastor back in the United States said he's going to cover 
。那有一个女孩就跑来跟我说，不用担心，因为我在美国的牧师他们愿意奉献。And there was something in my heart that's probably more like discerning the spirits, but there was something in my heart that's like、oh, I don't know about that, but I'm like, well, okay. So I just announced to everybody, hey, praise God, all the money's coming. 那那时候我自己心里面有一种感觉，可是可能比较像辨别猪灵吧，还是什么？但是没关系，他说。会发生，那我就觉得哦，没关系，那我就告诉大家说，钱有进来哦，大家可以买机票。The, the next morning, Tuesday morning, I go back to the school, and guess who the first person is that comes to see me? 那第二礼拜二的时候回到学校去，你知道谁第一个就跑来见我 ？This girl. 就是这个女孩。And she's like, I don't know what happened, but my pastor said he's not going to give the money. 我不知道为什么，就是我的牧师他说他不会再。And immediately in my heart, and you guys, you guys, this does not happen very often. But immediately in my heart, there was this thought: Don't tell anyone. I want you to see what what I can do. Now, I, 那时候不知道有什么样的想法，但是我就觉得这件事情不用去张扬，因为神要让我看见他要做的事。And so I wasn't supposed. I just knew I wasn't supposed to tell anyone to meet him. Like it's okay. I didn't want to shame this girl. Like it's all right. Let's just see what God wants to do. Now, because I didn't want to shame this girl. Like it's all right. 可是我就觉得神要我不要说，然后就看上要怎么做。So nothing happens, right? And again, I I won't go into all the details, but basically nothing happens. Then on Wednesday, someone gives an offering. 那就是都没有什么事情发生嘛。到了礼拜三的时候有。For sixteen thousand NT. 给了奉献大概一万六。Halfway there, right? It's like yes, right. 一万六嘛，三万大概一半以上。Thursday morning, so these tickets got to buy these tickets on Friday. Thursday morning, someone gives another offering for three thousand. 然后就是在那个礼拜四的早上，有人给我们三千块的奉献。And Thursday night, right before we have to buy the tickets, Thursday night someone gives me a, a red envelope, and guess how much money is inside? 那在礼拜四的晚上呢，有人给我一笔钱，在那个信封里面，你猜里面有多少钱？ Eleven thousand, which is a weird number to give, right? But someone gives eleven thousand NT. It was exactly what we needed. Because you know, Taiwanese people usually give double. It's double. Yeah, you can tell this was from a foreigner. Was it from a Taiwanese person, right? So, 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 so,
Okay, some people would actually just think that it's just, it's basically just gifts for lots of different things. Every individual healing is a gift, right? I mean, I would say so. How many of us, has anyone in this room ever seen a gift of healing? Has anybody in this room seen a gift of healing? Okay. So again, some of, guys, this is one of those gifts that I have prayed for a lot of people, so this is probably discouraging. I'm not going to come to me for prayer. I've prayed for a lot of people. I just haven't seen this one happen a lot in my life. Ask Darren. I prayed for his knee like a whole bunch of times. So. <laughs> I prayed for my daughter's knee a bunch of times. Right? But I'm going to keep praying for healings. To me, it's a gift to the person that's sick, right? Uh, man, I just got. Oh, this. Okay, I've got, I'm going to try and tell this story really fast. You guys, this story, I love this story. So, this happened to a friend of mine, right? This guy, he was working in Australia. And he, um, he basically was about to lose his visa. He had started a school there, but he had. Different circumstances, he and his wife were about to get kicked out. And the reason was is because he had arthritis. He's a young guy. He's, I mean, he was like in his 20s, but he had arthritis in his hips and his joints. Arth oh, that's. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Alright, so he's got a really serious case of that, and, and supposedly the government, because he was a volunteer and he didn't make any money, they didn't want to give him a permanent visa because he was just going to be using medical care but not paying into it. So he goes to his to the communities, the group on this Monday morning worship time. He says, "Guys, he said, here's he's the school leader, and he says, look, if I don't get healed, uh, I'm gonna I'm basically gonna have to leave." And during this worship time, someone from the back of the room said, his name is Brian, they said, Brian, I believe God is healing you right now. And Brian said that as soon as the guy said that, he said from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, he said it felt like he just got plugged in an electric socket. And so he goes to the doctor the next day and he says, okay, I need an MRI, I need blood test, I need all this kind of stuff, I need to prove that I don't have arthritis, I just got healed, I need to prove I don't have arthritis. And so, so the doctor's like, okay, so he gives him all these tests. Gets the test, he gets the results back like two days later. And the results say he still has arthritis. So he goes back to the doctor. And he says, I need to take those tests again because I don't have arthritis. And the doctor's like, You're crazy. And he said he'd seen, he sat there for 20 minutes and argued with his doctor. The waiting room was filling up. People are waiting. He's like, doctor, I'm not leaving until you say I can take these tests again. 
二十分钟在那里，就是他就不离开，就说除非除非你让我做这个测验，不然我不离开。然后后面的人已经在等候。And the doctor's like, okay, it's gonna cost a thousand bucks. He's like, well, I need a visa, so that's fine. So he's like, he pays a thousand dollars, go takes, and he goes takes the test again. 所以医生就说好吧，那就一千块美金，嗯，一千块。然后他就说没关系，因为我都快没有签证了，他可以。所以他就付了钱，然后就去做测试。Takes the test. The next night at 9:30 at night, the doctor calls him and says, "I don't know what happened, but you have no arthritis." So that night at 9:30, the doctor calls him and says, "I don't know what happened, but you have no arthritis." And he goes on, and I mean, you guys now they have this ministry where they're reaching out to all kinds of unreached people groups. It's just been an amazing ministry. That he continues to stay there, and he has done a lot of outreach to people. And again, I, I, you know, I saw many of you guys raise your hand. I'm sure we can hear other stories, testimonies of people who have experienced the gift of healing. 那我们刚刚看到有人举手，我相信你们也都看过，也都经历过有人因着这个医治。Why does the Holy Spirit He manifests, He appears to us in that in that way? 所以圣灵用这样的一个方式来向我们显现，来向我们显现他的爱。Now, obviously, something we need to talk about just you know for a minute with that is that, but what about when people don't get healed? Because you know what, some of us probably have been prayed for and not been healed. And so, what does that, does that mean? That the spirit's not manifesting himself. So, is when we pray for others, some people don't get healed. So, is the spirit not manifesting himself? And I know it's a different context, but I would just have you think about Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Paul talks about an affliction that he was going through. We don't know if it's physical, if it was. Something else. We're not sure what it was. And he said he prayed three times that this thing would leave him. God said, "You know, my grace is sufficient for you." Right? And so we we don't always understand you guys. So when we talk about healing, we have to understand that God sometimes He sovereignly chooses to heal. Sometimes He sovereignly chooses not to, and we just have to be okay with that. Alright, the next one that Paul talks about is the working of miracles. And these actually both of these words are also plural. And this one, you guys, can be, I mean, just lots of different things, right? Some people would say that when people get delivered from demonic stuff, that that is a working of miracles. 就是在经文是讲行异能嘛，行异能，所以它有可能就是赶鬼啊。If you look in the book of Acts, you will see so many different times that God did some just very clearly miraculous stuff. 那我们可以在，比如说使徒行传，或者是其他地方也可以看到神在当中做了很多很神奇的事情。And and one guy he sort of defined a miracle with these four things down here. But again, again, the idea is that the Holy Spirit sometimes he 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 allow he he gives these gifts of things happening that are just clearly God. 就是这些事情的发生，就让我们可以很清楚的是因着神的原因。You know, it's 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 an extraordinary, it's not normal, and it's observable. It's something that you can see. 就是它是不平凡的，是超凡的，而且是你很容易去看见的。You can't explain it in human abilities, right? 然后你无法就是用人类的方式去解释。And you understand, hey, this is God. 那你可以明白，这是上帝在行动。And you know, I, I would guess that in this room, we've probably some of us have experienced things where it was just it was clearly God. There was no other explanation for it. 那我相信我们在场也有一些人去经历到一些事情，可以很清楚让我们知道这是。
But you guys, as we're going through all these, I want you to just be imagine, just imagine with me, just try and vision with me. What what would it look like for a church in Lincoln to be walking in these gifts? What would it be like for a church that you know that we're actually we're consistently praying for people to get healed and we're seeing people get healed? Imagine a church that is you know is praying for people and getting things from God that no one else could know. People just know there is a personal God that personally knows me. And so I just again as we're going through all these, just we can just be thinking together, man, what would this look like in our midst, right? So we Okay, I've got about five minutes more, so let's talk about prophecy. Okay, now this, yeah, unfortunately the Chinese translates this as 讲道. I don't think that's a great translation. Okay, 做先知了. Oh, okay, so in Chinese it says 讲道, but I, I think. Anyway, so prophecy is basically telling something God has spontaneously brought to mind. We're going to see in a moment that I, I believe tongues, when we talk about tongues, that tongues is is probably, again, not going to be dogmatic, but it's more likely that tongues is something that we are saying to God. And prophecy is often, oftentimes, or, you know, is something that's God speaking to people. And one of the sort of the guidelines for that, first in chapter 14, verse 3, it says, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. So So again, it, when when God when we have the gift of prophecy, it's building people up, it's encouraging them, it's consoling them. If you write down chapter 14, verse 25, Paul says that one of the things that prophecy does is it, it discloses the heart, it shows what's in people's heart. And again, I have lots of stories. How do you guys know who Charles Spurgeon is? Anyone ever heard of Charles Spurgeon? Uh, yeah, Charles Spurgeon was a preacher in England. And and he has, you know, there's times where he would just like point at someone as he was preaching and say, You sir, you blah blah blah. And he would just just nail what this person had done. And and this guy ends up getting saved because it was like he wasn't a Christian. It's like okay, I better get saved or else next week he might call up something else. Now, Okay, the distinguishing of spirits, you guys. This one is again. There's there's different ideas. Some people think that this is in relationship to prophecy. 
。那有人说这个辨别珠林跟这个就是呃说语言是有一点相关的。It's basically the idea of being able to determine, okay, is you know is this prophecy? We we have to every prophecy we have to go, is that of the Lord or not? We have to discern, is that from God? 因为就是在在人讲预言的时候，你要去分辨说这个这个预言是从神来的还是从人来的。Because there are no prophets today, when God gives the gift of prophet, there's no one today that has the authority of prophets in the Old Testament. 所以在今日我们没有像在旧约的时代一样有这样子的权利去说这个预言，先知。When we are prophesying today, I think there needs to be humility of saying, "I believe the Lord is saying this." 当我们在说预言的时候，在现在我们必须要很谦卑的说。Whereas in the Old Testament, they would just say, "This is what God says." But in the Old Testament, they would say, "This is what God says." But in the Old Testament, they would just say, "This is what God says." But in the Old Testament, they would just say, "This is what God says." But in the Old Testament, they would just say, "This is what God says." But in the Old Testament, they would just say, "This is what God says." But in the Old Testament, they would just say, "This is what God says." But in the Old Testament, they would just say, "This is what God says." If you disobey that, that's okay. Again, it's not the same as Old Testament prophets, right? But you guys, the, the, the secret of spirits also might just be the ability to be able to tell. Okay, is this the Holy Spirit? Is this a demonic spirit? Is this just the flesh? 或者是就是呃这样的一个辨别主灵的人，其实可以帮我们区分是这个圣灵呢，还是是魔鬼的灵呢，还是是龙人而来的。I can tell a funny story. I don't have time. I can tell a funny story of a time where it would have been really good if I had been given this gift, but I didn't have it. 那我可以跟你们讲一个好笑的故事。如果我有这样的一个恩赐的话， I was yeah. I I was praying for a lady one time, and I thought that she just had this issue with bitterness. Just sit there and say, okay, well, yeah, you know, okay, I'm trying to counsel her with bitterness. And then so I said, well, let's pray. And she starts burping. Burping. She starts burping. I'm like, wow, okay, we just had breakfast, so maybe. And then her burps started getting really long. And then they start turning into growls. No growling. Now, it would have been nice if I'd had the discerning spirit before that. I would have known. Hey, there's more going on than just bitterness right now. This is a gift that I want more now, right? The sad thing was I had to catch a plane, so I had to pass her on to somebody else on staff. Again, you guys, I share some of these things from conviction, not necessarily experience. So, all right. So, last thing is the various kinds of tongues, right? Okay, and. Tongues, you guys. This really should just be translated various kinds of languages. That would be a better tongues. Kind of sounds weird, like tongues, but it's actually just languages. That's what's being said. 就是这个方言其实它比较像是就是不同的语言。And one guy, or you know, these definitions is the spirit energized ability to pray, worship, give thanks, or speak in a language other than your own. 就是你可以学到除了你自己本身语言之外的语言。Uh, one other guy said it's prayer or praise spoken in syllables not understood by the speaker. 就是讲，就是讲一些话是听讲的人是不明白的。And if you look in Acts chapter two, 
chapter 10, chapter 19, you'll see places where basically it says when people were speaking in tongues that they were praising God, they were magnifying God. And again, so we don't want to get too dogmatic, but the idea is it looks like that there are times where when the Spirit, He gives this gift where our words aren't enough. That there may be those times where we're in a worship service and it's like you just get to that place where it's like I, I my words are not enough. And then God gifts some people sometimes with just this ability just to speak out in a language that they don't it doesn't make any sense to them. Now, maybe some other time we'll be able to talk about is well there's public tongues and there's private tongues. But one of the things that Paul says is that when someone speaks in a public tongue out loud in a meeting, that there needs to be the interpretation of tongues. If God is going to give someone in our midst a tongue, he's also going to give. Or we'll be giving someone an interpretation. And it's very clear in 1 Corinthians 14 that this is not something that takes over and you cannot control it. You actually can control it. And so it's, it seems like it's more something where the, the, the gift is given to someone where it's like they just, they, there's something in their heart that's bubbling up that they can't express in their words, and so they, they share it, trusting that God is going to give an interpretation. I was at a meeting one time where we were having a worship time and someone said, you know, I believe God is giving me a tongue. And they prayed out loud in this tongue. And then we waited. And someone said, you know, I think I have an interpretation. As this person was was praying, I just I I remember all the details, but it was something to the equivalent of I just felt like they were just talking about the glory of God, that how glorious God is. As soon as they said that, someone else raised their hand and said, that's exactly what I heard. And then a third person raised their hand and said, I heard the exact same thing. And that, that meeting turned into a time where we were just struck with the glory of God. It came through someone sharing a tongue. Alright, so just that you guys again is a super like not sufficient, but just a very brief description of these different gifts. Okay? But what Paul says about when we have the interpretation of tongues is that basically if if we're if someone speaks in a tongue and there's no interpretation, he says it doesn't profit anybody, it doesn't help. But what he says, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, that if there's an interpretation, then it actually makes it equal to prophecy because it 
it benefits the church. All right, so I've already gone over time, so last couple of minutes, you guys, just a couple of encouragements to us, okay? In 1 Corinthians 14, 26, Paul says, what this right? says, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. And a just a couple of thoughts, you guys, is that actually, and we can talk about this for a long time, we actually can grow in skill in exercising our gifts. How many of us believe that teaching, I mean, the Bible says that teaching is a spiritual gift, right? If someone got up and taught and they made a mistake, we wouldn't be like, sit down! Well, I hope we wouldn't do that, right? Okay. Because even though it's a gift, we can grow in the, in the skill of that, right? And I hope that you guys as a church, we can be a people that grow, that we, that we can make room for us to grow in the exercise of our gifts. That we can grow in skill in exercising our gifts. We will become more confident in our gifts. We'll be more confident confident in exercising gifts as we practice. But we always remember, you guys, that our fallible practice, we're going to make mistakes, but that's always submitted to an infallible word. We're, we're under a word that cannot be mistaken. And so Paul says this, and then right, but just the thing I want to sort of end with, you guys, is that right before he says that each one of us has these things, right? He's talking about prophecy in, in, in particular here. And notice what he says. He says, the secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare, God is really among you. You guys, we live in a country that is very open to spiritual stuff. So what I, my prayer for us as a church, and my prayer for myself and for all of us, is that, man, that we would be a church where people would come and they would experience the Spirit and they'd say, man, God is really among you. All right, so we're going to break up into our groups now and, and have about 15 minutes of discussion, okay? All right, and what we're just going to do is, is in our groups, you guys, if we can just talk about these three things. When, when you think about our church operating more spiritual gifts, what excites you? All right, we can share about that. The second thing we can share about is when we think about operating, are there things that worry you? If our church is to try and be a church that, that practices more, that really sort of seeks this, that pursues spiritual gifts. Is there something that worries us about that? I don't know why all three of those are number one. I don't, I don't know. That's 
So <laughs> they're equally important. That's right. It's the trinity of questions, right? So uh, but the, the last one, you guys, is just if we can just take a little bit of time in our groups just to share. Have you ever been a recipient of any of these gifts? Like, have you ever maybe given one of those gifts, or have you been on the on the receiving end of any of these gifts that we talked about tonight? All right, and then we'll just and then let's just pray for each other. Okay. First Corinthians fourteen one that we will pursue love. And earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Alright, calling or riches or anything else? Good. Okay, alright, so just uh, go to the groups that you were in last week. If you weren't in a group last week, then just go ahead and join any group. Okay?